The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for who was said to be barren. For nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord. Christ. Just in case you haven't heard, the Merriam-Webster Word of the Year for 2020 has been selected, and it is pandemic. You might be interested to know that there were other top contenders for the Word of the Year, including quarantine, asymptomatic, unprecedented, and long hauler. None of this, I suppose, is terribly surprising to anyone after the year that we've had, although I do have to say that I was surprised that there was one word that didn't show up on the list of possibilities, and that word was normal. I was surprised because, after all, most everyone has been talking about, thinking about, dreaming about, longing for, yearning for, normal just about every single day since the pandemic began. It seems that nearly all of our conversations that we've had in 2020 have been informed in one fashion or another by our deep desire for normalcy, right? At first, we yearned for a return to normal, and then as the weeks turned into months, and now as the months are about to turn into a year, We've shifted and pivoted, two things that we've gotten really good at this year, and we have begun to anticipate a new normal that is yet to come. All of which is to say, in my humble opinion, normal would have made a really good word of the year. Today is the fourth and the final Sunday in the season of Advent. We have two readings before us. The first from the Gospel of Luke called 
the Magnificat, or Mary's Song of Praise. And it's worth stopping here to note that this reading takes the place of the psalm because it's basically a hymn, which explains why we have two gospel readings today. And then the second, also from Luke, called the Annunciation or the Announcement to the Virgin Mary that she would conceive and bear a child. I can't help but note just how ironic it is that at a time such as this, when we are hungering for anything, anything at all that even remotely resembles something normal, we read not one, but two stories from the same gospel, and there is nothing normal about either one of them. To my point, from the Annunciation, an angel came to Mary and they had a conversation. That's not normal. A virgin is going to conceive and give birth to a baby. That's not normal. The baby is going to be named Jesus, and he will be our salvation. That's not normal. The baby will sit on the throne of King David forever, and that kingdom will have no end. That's not normal. And Elizabeth, an elderly barren woman, is six months pregnant. That is not normal. And then from the Magnificat, Mary says of God, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly, filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. In keeping with the departure from all things familiar, from all things normal, this reading is a complete reversal of everything we know. If the assigned readings from Luke have anything to teach us today, it is this. There is nothing normal about our God and the work that he is doing in our world. Last Sunday was our annual service of lessons and carols. If you missed it, you can still see it by going to spdlc.org backslash video archive. In fact, you might even consider replaying it as part of your celebration of Christmas this week. Each year, we pause in the middle of what is usually a very busy season in order to sing and to listen to nine readings from the Bible. The same nine readings have been read in congregations all around the world every year since the very first service of Lessons and Carols at King's College on Christmas Eve in 1918. The thread of the readings is the development of the loving purposes of God as seen through the windows and the words of Scripture. They rehearse, in an abbreviated way, the entire story of salvation, beginning with the fall in the garden, continuing to God's promises to Abraham and through the birth of Christ as foretold by the prophets, and finally, reaching the climax with the birth of Jesus, the babe in the manger. These readings show us and point us to precisely the kind of God we have. We have a God 
who created the world and all that exists and called it good, who, when sin destroyed God's good world, remained both committed to his good plan and design for all of creation and at work through his flawed, broken, and imperfect people, like Noah, Moses, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, like kings David, Saul, and Solomon, like the prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, and like a young virgin named Mary, all in order to restore and to reconcile the world God made. And we have a God who loved so deeply that he came to dwell with us through his son, Jesus Christ, the one we call Emmanuel. You see, the nine readings reinforce the same truth. There is nothing normal about our God. The scripture makes it clear that our God loves beyond all reason, forgives beyond all justification, saves without merit, calls into service without regard for qualifications, envisions a world built not on power or wealth or strength, but rather on love and peace. And, and this is important, our God bids us come and partner with him in establishing his kingdom here on earth. Friends, very little about this year has been normal. I don't need to make a list because you know all of the things that you have had to do in order to adapt and adjust. You know the accommodations that you've made, you know the missed rituals and celebrations, and you know the rearrangement of your holidays. Easter wasn't normal. Thanksgiving wasn't normal. And Christmas won't be normal either. But then, as seen in the readings for this day, indeed as seen in all of scriptures, we were never promised normal. When God sent his son into our world, he sent him to usher in a new normal, an age marked by what Mary gives voice to in the Magnificat, a world turned on its head, anchored by the love of God, shaped by the peace of Christ, and bound in community through the Holy Spirit. And this God did in a manner both surprising and unexpected. He sent a baby to a virgin. While we grieve the unexpected and unwelcome loss of normal and the interruption of so many of our celebrations this year, let us not forget that not only is a new normal being ushered in by our good God, but also that we, each one of us, are invited and called to participate in its birthing. So let us remember. Let us remember those whose lives have been far more than interrupted, but rather disrupted by unemployment, food insecurity, homelessness. Let us remember those who have been separated from long loved ones for such a long time. And let us remember those who know not this good news and who know not these promises of our good God.
and let us remember that we, we too, have been called to the kingdom work of God. Like Mary, in today's reading, we may ask, perplexed, how can this be? But my prayer for you this season is that your how can this be be turned into a passionate here I am, let it be with me according to your word. Together, we are God bearers and it is our good and great privilege to give witness to a new normal, the kingdom of God. Amen.